It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Rob Simmons, the Colonel, is with us a little bit this hour, WICH. Welcome back, Rob. Uh, I know that uh, you didn't get much sleep last night with the dog deal, huh? Yes, uh, we have an older dachshund, uh, not that old, but older, who got dehydrated during that mm-hmm. heat spell, and it developed into colitis, and we went to the local hospital um, earlier in the week, over the weekend, earlier in the week, and tried to rehydrate her. It didn't work. Mm. She kept declining. We took her up to the Rhode Island Hospital, where she has been all night on the on the critical care list. So it's been a little bit of a, a hectic yeah. situation. We all love our dogs. Sure, of course. You know, they get old and they get sick and mm-hmm. and they and they pass away, and we know that. But uh, so we're we're into one of those situations right now. Well, I hope she gets better. Let me uh, get a caller in. Hi, WICH. You have a question for Rob. Hey, thanks, Stu, for letting me hold uh, hold on with you. I love you. Hey, Rob Simmons, oh, my question is, I'm Joe. I, yeah. I'm a veteran. Yes, I too. would love for you to come on more frequently on Stu Breyer's show because <laughs> I enjoy your company and, and your real talk. I won't vote for Trump again. I did twice. But he went out as a sore loser, and I'll never vote for him again. And then now I see Biden's little ways, and you worked under him. I would never vote for him. So they're out of my question. My question is, come on Stu's show more frequently, because I love you, Rob Simmons. And thanks for all your service, veteran, <laughs> Vietnam veteran, and Senator. You're an awesome guy, man. I really love you. Thanks, well, you're, th- you're terrific to say I appreciate it. You know, as veterans, we we served the country. We put our lives on the line, those of us who served overseas, and, and, I, and even those who didn't, but who went through the training, because sometimes the training can be dangerous. Uh, but, you know, they all put, their, put, their, put themselves forward and swore the oath. And to me, uh, the oath doesn't end when you leave the service, when you retire, when you hang up the uniform in the closet. The oath, the oath never dies, not until the soldier dies. And the, and the last... Uh, the last military, um, the last military operation I will be involved with is when I'm laid to rest, and they give my wife or my kids the flag, and they fire the gun and play and play the bugle, play taps. That's the that's when it that's when it comes to the to an end for me. And that's the way I feel, which is why I still do radio, and I love doing Stu. I wish I could do more. Uh, it's just that you know I got family and other and other. Sure, we understand. But I really appreciate your comments and, and thank mm-hmm. you for your comments and for your service. We had a gentleman who called at the beginning of the show, Rob. He's a veteran, and uh, he was upset because um, he's a little disabled. He has a a walker with a seat behind it, so when he is out there walking, he can sit down and and relax a little bit. I don't know what the exact name of it. Well, anyway, they stole it out of his car. Oh, my God. Who and stole it? We don't know. They don't know who stole it. But um, that's, a, that's a disgrace. It is. And he was trying to figure out, you know, where he can get another one of those. And uh, so a lot of the listeners are trying to find him one. But um, He needs to call Joe Courtney and talk to the veterans guy and get the VA to issue him a, one of those chairs. That's, if I was in office, I'd get him a chair in 48 hours. 
Yeah, see if I have Joe Courtney. That's a great idea. I did not oh, think about it. Courtney's got a veterans guy, and, and they do more than just pass out medals now and again. No, no, the veterans guy should immediately get in touch with VA and get a chair for him. And, and tell the VA what happened. His chair got stolen. Uh, and so now he's, he's having trouble with mobility. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what you do. Uh, the, Joe Courtney's Manny, the veterans guy's name is Manny. He's a chief. I think he's a retired Navy chief. That's right. I've had Manny on the program. I, I, get, him, you know. get, him, get him on it. That's what they're there for. Thank you for that. Um, we will connect him with Joe Courtney's office and uh, see if we can take care of that situation. Before I get to another call, of the uh, you know people still complain about the VA. The VA, they're not doing enough for their veterans. I thought that it had been uh, improving year by year. Uh, how do you see it? Well, people have to understand, like, I'm a, I'm a veteran with 37 years of service, four years in Vietnam, uh, uh, honorable discharge and retirement in 2003. Uh, but when the VA came to my congressional office, I said, now that I'm retired, this was back in 2003, I said, I, I want to know what my benefits are. And they said, uh, unfortunately, Congressman, you're a priority six. I said, well, what does that mean? Uh, I said, it means you're not a Medal of Honor winner. You're, you're not a combat wounded. I was uh, in a combat zone, but I was never wounded. You're not combat wounded, and you have the state of Connecticut health care uh, system for you and your wife. I said, yeah. I said, I, I work for the state. I, I got a small retirement from the state plus the health care. They said, what that means is that you're not one of the top five priorities. You're priority six. You're not eligible for the benefits. I was I was uh, surprised at that because of my length of service and so on and so forth. But a lot of times veterans go to the VA and ask for service and they don't get it because of their income level, uh, their hmm. their level of assets, and f- for example, if they own an expensive home, uh, or if they have a good health care program like me, retired from the state, they say we we will not provide you with benefits because you're getting these benefits from other sources and and that's why a lot of people complain about the VA uh, is because they're not a higher priority uh, that's for interesting health care I never realized that that's hell yeah it's a fact yeah. only about a third of veterans are eligible for VA health care for example only hmm. about a third so a listener also asked today they said uh, you know, we have homeless veterans, for sure, on the streets. Yes. And yet, when somebody comes over to our country illegally, sometimes they're put up in hotels, they have all these benefits. Uh, and he was pretty irate about it. Your thoughts? A, it's a disgrace. What's going on on the border is a disgrace. And it's a disgrace that is supported and promoted by this president and by the Democrat Party. They think it's going to get them votes. That's why they're doing it. And people like the mayor of New York who says, well, I'm a, we're a sanctuary city. We're a sanctuary city. Now they're being swarmed uh, with illegal aliens, and, and it's costing them tens of millions of dollars, putting them in hotels that you and I couldn't afford to. Uh, well, meanwhile, as you say, there are homeless veterans on the street and veterans committing suicide. It's a disgrace that what's happening in this country. Uh, and the idea in Chicago that the governor of Chicago would sign a bill saying that uh, people who came here illegally can apply for a job as a police officer for, to enforce the law is ridiculous. It's simply ridiculous. It's buying votes. 
uh, or attempting to That's buy votes is, yeah. from people who, who are here illegally. I mean, I've said that many times, that, I, that the bottom line is I personally don't think they care that much about the the migrants coming in. It's all about buying votes, and then people buying look votes. at me and they say, so oh, they, come on, really? They can get them registered to vote, That's, yeah. and, and it's, it's not the Republicans. <laughs> I was, was very clear in the whole time I was in Congress. I'm, I'm all for dealing with um, the dreamers who came here in their mom, mom or dad's backpack and knew nothing about what was going on. That, that's, the peop, that's the people who are innocent of committing a crime. Those are the children. I'm all for helping them, but I'm not for supporting uh, illegal immigration. My, my grandfather and his family came here legally on a boat uh, to work. Uh, they like like so many families. They had nothing when they began, other than than the desire to be free and to work, and and that's the way it should be. And we, and when I served in embassy in Taiwan, we had Chinese people legally applying for to come to the United States. We actually sponsored a Chinese sure. gentleman and his family. It took four years to get him here, and you know what? Not a day on welfare. He worked from the day he arrived. Uh, he eventually bought his house. He brought his wife and children over. That's the way the system is supposed to work. The current system is a travesty. It's a it's an embarrassment that we we have we allow this to happen. I wish more people realized it. Let me uh, get a question. I have a question for Rob. Yes, um, Colonel Simmons. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Um, I have come to the conclusion that I believe that there's more ways to wage war than just bullets, and I think China's doing that with us now with the, the police station in New York and the, the, the lab that they just found in, in California. Yes. Do you believe, as I do, that they, that's what they're doing, or is, do you think it's just a small group of people that are, happen to be Chinese and are just getting together doing this? Thanks for the question. The, Good one. The, um, the architect of Chinese military policy, Sun Tzu, who lived uh, 400 B.C., lived over 2,500 years ago. He, he wrote the book called The Art of War. And, and essentially what he said in his book, The Art of War, was that if you prepare for war and you develop resources and soldiers for war, uh, you can overwhelm your enemy without ever fighting, that the best general is the general who never has to fight because he can use, use spies, and he can use deception, and he can use um, um, intimidation to to undermine the enemy and get them to collapse. And so, yes, of course, that's what they do. They're spending money in our universities. They're they're buying into our. They're sending workers into our companies. When our companies go overseas to China, the Chinese own 51 percent of any company that that is brought in by by foreign groups into China. And if it involves transfer of technology, they steal the technology. Uh, they're buying our farmland to tens of thousands, if not millions, of acres of farmland. All of this is to infiltrate the United States and, and, and to undermine us with drugs. The fentanyl, you know, they, they remember the opium wars back in the 1840s when the British and, and other colonial empires introduced drugs into China and undermined the culture and the people through drug abuse. Well, they're doing the same with fentanyl. 
There are no surprises here. If anybody who reads Chinese history is going to find out that this is, yes, very much part of the strategy. So are our they, leaders... They can uh, defeat us without fighting us. That's what they're going to do. Are our leaders too stupid to know this, or are they... Uh... We, how, how many Americans speak Chinese, uh, uh, Stu? How many of your listeners speak Chinese? How many of your listeners have studied Chinese history or Asian history? Um, uh, you know, we're, we, we know more about the the baseball statistics and football statistics than we do about foreign countries because our education system has failed us. Our education system has failed us. We're more concerned now ab- about whether a boy wants to be a girl or a girl wants to be a boy mm-hmm. than, than, than reading, writing, and arithmetic. And here in the state of Connecticut, they're doing financial, financial training as, as a required course when people can hardly read, write, or add. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and yet you, you go to the high schools today, it's, it's uh, critical race theory, it's DEI, are you a boy, are you a girl? It's, 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 it's a travesty what's going on in this country. I think every, every year we're going to get more rude awakenings if we don't wake up very soon. Now, uh, what about this lab in California? I, I hear bits and pieces of it uh, where they were, you know, doing like the labs in, uh, in China. Well, you know, wake up, everybody. Dr. Fauci was funding the Wuhan Institute. Yeah. Dr. Fauci, the biggest fraud on the face of the earth, a man who should be arrested, if not for murder, at least manslaughter, for his direct involvement in, in, a, in a million American deaths and five million deaths around the world. It's not just the Chinese at the Wuhan Institute. The money was coming from Fauci through a, through a, a third party to launder the funds. So he could say, well, I, I didn't do it. I didn't have anything to do it. Oh, yes, he did. He absolutely had something to do with it. And that's why the guy is laying low. And, and that's why um, um, members of the Senate have called him out and said he should be indicted. He should be indicted. He should be indicted for what he's done. And the people around him, that he got to lie about the Wuhan flu and say it wasn't, that it was a natural phenomenon of having to do with bats or a wet market, which was a ridiculous thing to say. I lived in China for, th- for three years. We went to the wet market every week. You're not, you're, you can buy all kinds of animals there, but you know what? Nobody's getting sick. Nobody's getting sick. And yet next door is the Wuhan Institute of Virology, mm-hmm. and they say, oh, it had nothing to do with it. Of course it did. It had everything to do with it. They covered it up. So was there a lab in California that uh, they're closing that was run by uh, I, I don't Chinese know, people? but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I, I hear bits and pieces of that. Hi, WICH. I don't have a know, question? but I wouldn't be surprised. have a question for Rob? Hi, Rob. It's Patrice Bernier. What's your question, Patrice? Um, well, I'm just wondering why Rob seems to think that I'm concerned because I don't hear Rob talking about solutions and when I hear him on the air I feel like like it's all about how the Democratic Party is rotten and no good and everything is wrong and I'm wondering if Mm -hmm. Rob is aware of the venues for foreign encroachment being in Republican states. Okay, like we'll, ha- we'll ask him if he has any solutions. The farmland was bought. All right, thank you. I'm doing a radio. I'm doing a radio show, so if you can go over and fill these up about a third with water, okay? Over at the farm, the farm stand. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Rob, our listener... As, as, 
Right. As for the as for the Democrat Party uh, being rotten, absolutely not. But you know, you've got to call out what you see. The the Democrat Party is currently in charge of the White House. Uh, they're they're in charge of the U.S. Senate, and the Republicans have a very narrow majority in the House. My mom was a lifelong Democrat. My grandfather went to college with Franklin Roosevelt. So I have no problems with the Democrat, the traditional Democrat Party. But the current party, it seems, has, has pretty much been taken over by the progressive left wing, which supports open borders through the funding from George Soros. It's pretty much uh, under, the, under their sway. And so you have to call it out. And that's what I'm doing. I'm calling it out. I'm too old to run for office, but I, I did my share. But I, I'll call it as I see it. As as for Trump, I call him out too. But right now, he's out of office. He's under indictment, multiple indictments. So one so of the things that the listener, the problem. one of the things the listener brought up, he says, "Well, you know, you present these things, but what are the solutions?" I the guess solutions to- are the American people need to educate themselves. I mean, we just talked about China. How many of your listeners have studied China, speak Chinese, been to China? How, how many of them are aware of some of the things that are going on? You know, Thomas Jefferson made it clear that for our democracy, our representative democracy to survive, the American people have to be informed. They have to be informed. They have to learn, not, not just take a bunch of pablum from the government. They have to mm-hmm. learn on their own. It's hard to do in the newspapers these days. But if you go online, you can learn stuff, and you have to be informed. And and it seems as if uh, people aren't aren't interested in doing that anymore. Well, that's that's the key. I mean, a lot of people they say, "Well, I, I'd never vote for this one or that one," and then you ask them questions, they don't even have a clue, which is sad because that's going to make the difference if this country is going to survive. Hi, welcome to the well, program. Well, that's true. And your talk yeah, radio Stu, tries to bring some of these voices mm-hmm. uh, out there. And good morning, Mr. Simmons. Okay, I have a question, sir. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, uh, Mr. Simmons, uh, I was a police officer for 25 years, and I just cannot absolutely believe the corruption going on in the FBI and the Department of Justice. Never thought in my life I would see something like this. So I have two questions for you. Number one is why haven't we heard one word of the special counsel that's investigating Joe Biden and the documents in his garage? And question number two. It, would it be um, legal for Trump's lawyers at trial to ask the jurors if they're Republican or Democrat before they're seated on the jury? Hmm. Thank you. It's an uh, interesting question. Yeah, I, I think any question is, is, is legal when you're picking a jury. I don't think there's any question that's out of, out of uh, order. With regards to the FBI, I served in the CIA, and the CIA and the FBI worked uh, together. The CIA did, did special operations outside the country, the FBI inside the country. But it was always directed against uh, foreign influences. It was uh, during the Cold War, it was the Soviet Union. Uh, yeah, it was communist China. Yes, it was communist Vietnam, communist North Korea. Uh, but now it seems like the CIA and the FBI are focusing on what they feel is a domestic enemy, uh, which is the the American people. And and the tools that we developed, like the Patriot Act, to protect us from uh, foreign Islamic jihadists who who attacked us on 9-11, brought down the World Trade Center, attacked the Pentagon, tried to attack the Capitol, uh, killed thousands of people, 
um, those tools are now, are now being turned against uh, parents who are going to Board of Ed meetings and raising questions <laughs> for the Board of Ed. This is unprecedented. It's unprecedented that, that uh, Brennan and Comey should go to the White House and, and brief Obama and Biden on the fact that Hillary Clinton has developed the Steele dossier as a political tool, and yet they, they continue the narrative that actually the Steele dossier uh, clearly and accurately represents what Donald Trump uh, had done uh, in, in the Soviet Union or in Russia. Now we know it's a hoax. We know from the Durham report the whole thing was a was political agenda, and yet our leaders have done this, and this is unprecedented. It, it for me, it's it's a it's an it's an incredible change. It's incredible that we're defunding or calling for the defunding of the police. Yeah, look what's happened the after Republicans that. Republicans aren't calling for the defunding of the police. It's Democrats. I'm a police former police commissioner. We have a hell of a good police force here in Stonington. We want to fund our police. We want to train them. We want to make sure they're well trained, and and that they they uh, you know in, enforce uh, the, the local laws and, and sustain our uh, you know our freedom as we move around our town. We don't want them to do uh, bad stuff. But but you don't defund the police. Look what's happening to the cities with the defunded the police. Crime is rampant. It's unbelievable. And yet well, this is a, re- a direct result of, of public policy pursued by Democrat mayors and governors. All right. We, Rob's going to be with us till 1130, and we're going to let him go. Can I do appreciate with all the things you're, you're going through the, to join us? I'll take this one last caller. Hi, WIC. It's what's your question? Hello? Hi, what's your question for Rob? Oh, yes. I just want to know I feel bad for the dog because I used to be a volunteer for Animal Rescue League. And well, hopefully and his... Island and uh, I love them all. Hopefully his dog will get better. Oh, I hope so. Okay. And I take care of his father in 1990. I take, I take care of the, the gentleman who talk at the radio now. You, you uh, took care of Rob's father? When you were a nurse, is that it? Yes, I did big English okay. food. <laughs> All right, Helen, thank you. She said that she was a nurse when your dad was in the hospital. Or? Yes, my dad died in 1992. <clears throat> he was uh, he was uh, quite sick in 1991. He would come up uh, in the summers. I'd bring him up uh, in a in a small RV so he could be up here. He was in a healthcare facility in Pennsylvania. So yes, we had mm-hmm. some wonderful nurses that uh, cared for him in the last year of his life. So if I make a donation, can you get back into politics? Or that's no. It? No? <laughs> no. No, look, uh, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, you know. there's uh, And my season for running is over. My, you know. my, I can still talk. I can still think as long as i got my marbles. Uh, but you know, running is out of the question. You, you reach a point where you can't do that I anymore. Just, it's, and it's sad in a way because because uh, I don't I don't like what I see going on. It's, to me, it's very disturbing, and I think that's true of a lot of Americans. They don't like what's going on. They don't like what's happening to our country. Most Americans are, don't want both of these people to run again. I don't want both don't of want these them. people to run again. I don't, don't either. Wrong. <laughs> I, I'm I'm support I support with the. But the veteran said, I don't, you know, I served with Joe Biden for four years on the same committee. I, I didn't get along with him then, and I don't get along with him now. I, I think he's too old and, and not competent to be the leader of the free world. And I think Donald Trump made some very serious mistakes. I don't, 
I don't support the the activities that are being directed against him. But he made some very serious mistakes, and and I, I am hopeful that the candidates can work it out over the next year or so, and and we can have some change. Okay, my last question for you today, uh, Rob, is in the event that Donald Trump does not <laughs> run, which it looks like he is, but uh, who knows. Is there anybody in the lineup that you think would uh, be a good person to run for president? I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that okay. uh, because I think that it's it's much too soon, uh, you know, for us to be making those decisions. The Republicans and the Democrats have people that are, if you will, lining up. The Republicans have those that have, have actually declared. Uh, the Democrats are looking at Kamala and Gavin Newsom, just for starters, but there will be others. And I, I think, uh, from my perspective, we have a municipal election here in our towns in Stone England this fall. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that, for Christ's sake, and, and yeah. try to get some good candidates into local politics uh, so that at least our, our schools, our roads and bridges at a community level, uh, our police at a community level are functioning properly and have the right oversight and funding. Well, that's a very good point, because a lot of locally that affect us uh, is... It, one of the most important things. Hey, take care of yourself, all right? All right, you bet, So Have a great day. Thanks for the time. You bet. Take care. Colonel Rob Simmons joining us with a little havoc that's going around in his uh, household, and we do appreciate him checking in. I knew something had to be wrong if he wasn't there, because uh, he's always right on the money when he, we set up a, an interview with you.